Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the UFTA Podcast, Season 2, Episode 20. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We hope that you all are doing well. We've got a, a short and sweet one for you today, kind of back into a single-theme uh, model that we can that we can just really kind of hammer home, make you think about it, hopefully re-listen to it, and then actually do something about it. Um, and it might be a surprisingly fresh take uh, on the topic, mm-hmm. and today's topic is about pain. It is. Um, We are going to be talking about defining your pain and how to take back control of it. Uh, It can be, pain can be something that's quite common, whether that's from an injury or just in general, Um, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily has to be a forever thing. Uh, A lot of times we often attribute, especially if you've dealt with chronic pain, that chronic pain to be just something that's there. And that doesn't have to be the case. So we're going to be talking about kind of defining it and then using those definitions and how to take back your control over that. Yeah, and if we can just think simply on this, M of like the definition of pain. Mm-hmm. Like, like we can go through the Webster style. We can go through the doctor style. We can go through all these things. But yeah. like the definition of pain. Right. So... We like to define pain, and a little bit of this is pulled from my recent, if you listened to last uh, podcast episode, but the Active Life Professional Certification defines pain as the emotional response to irritation that's made worse by the uncertainty of what is happening. So we have the irritation, which is something that's stimulating the body. We're not really sure about it. It might be subconscious at that point. It becomes the insult where it becomes conscious. We are then aware of that. And then as we experience pain and define pain, we compound the emotional response on top of that. So we start to get emotional about the situation, which often makes that situation worse. And there's a couple key pieces to that because the Oxford definition will say pain is physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury mm-hmm. and uh, we can we can say a couple things like on either of those but basically the the definition through through like active life mm-hmm. ALP is the emotional response mm-hmm. and the first thing on here is physical suffering yep. uh, I think for the big thing for everybody to understand is pain is uh, physical emotional and mental mm-hmm. and it's and it's you feeling something in response to something and the other thing I wanted to quick plug in is this definition I'm not a big fan of uh, for the last two words, injury. Pain yeah. doesn't actually mean there's an injury. For sure. And ironically enough, in inactive life in ALP, they make that distinction as like injury is the fourth step to that. Mm-hmm. In there, It has to be like a diagnosed something is wrong or a chronic something is wrong before yeah. it becomes injury. We can, like you said feel pain, we can feel discomfort, and it can be a one-time thing. It's just the way of the body 
talking to you, essentially. Um, I was having this conversation with someone who I'm working with in our private sessions, and she was in a bit of pain when she came in the other day. And I said, well, if your body could talk to you, it would probably tell you to, you know, slow down and stop and what are you doing and don't do this to me, but it can't. And that's where you experience that pain is the way of the body's way of saying like, hey, something's wrong here. Like, pay attention to this. And the other part of it is like, I, I think a lot of people want to attribute just again, the Oxford Dictionary, Webster is probably something similar. It's, it's an immediate physical thing. Mm -hmm. It's a physical thing, but pain is an emotion. Mm -hmm. It is a feeling. Uh, it is something that has attributes to physical, but talk about that emotional response a little bit too, like, and then we can probably lead into our, our steps of pain mm -hmm. with it. But the what people often miss because of overwhelm, constant stimulation, uh, constant being nagged and pulled in a thousand different directions and not taking a moment just to like literally just take a step back and breathe. Mm -hmm. The emotional side of it, like pain just might say like, hey, you are at your emotional capacity right now like sit the F down mm -hmm. and just take a moment and stop making everything worse and making every little thing that happens like the littlest possible things. Yes. The, the things. Like the, everything then becomes it. The catastrophizing. I'm gonna, catastrophizing? Yeah. Whatever that is. Is that the making, word you were saying? Yeah. 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 I don't know what word I That is what I'm talking about. When you make every little like thing the biggest problem in the yeah. whole world. Yeah. And I think sometimes we like you said, forget about that emotional side of pain where the body experiences the insult. We feel the effects of that. We're conscious of the discomfort of the pain itself. And then our mind immediately jumps to kind of touch on a word from the active life definition side of this, the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And we start to think about all the things we won't be able to do, mm -hmm. whether that's Oh my gosh, I have a hike in a week. Oh my gosh, what about my grandkids? Oh my gosh. And then all of those things in our minds get wiped off the table because we are unsure and uncertain of what we are experiencing in that moment where we can take the time, if we can, to come out of that emotion, whether that's through deep breathing, whether that's through listening to this podcast and having the education around it to know that it's not the end of the world though it is, can be scary and it can hurt and all of the things and it can be emotional, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. And when we can take time and step back from that emotional response, when we can take the body out of the fight or flight response where everything is revved up, tensed up, ready to go, we can come back into that rest and digest, that pause and plan the parasympathetic and just chill. A lot of times that discomfort, that pain, can decrease just by bringing the body back down and for, out for sure and a lot of times we've talked this as a team like if somebody ends up coming in hurt or if they get something hurt in here because of just something sometimes just silly mm -hmm. right uh our first goal is to talk them off the ledge mm -hmm. right because they, they they're, they're firing in all cylinders 100 fight and flight response times a thousand even though this person was probably already, already at times 999 uh and, and we're just trying to calm them down Right. And, and there and there's a true feeling of that. Like, remember, uh, the, the definition that we use more around here, it's the emotional response. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we bring the word emotion in, people don't like talking about their emotions. They don't like analyzing their emotions. They want it to be black or white. They want it to be factual. They want it to be analytical, 
which it can quite be that way if they just take a step back and think about it. Right, <laughs> right. right. The emotions cloud what you're looking for. One hundred percent. And and then they don't want to, you know, then they hear this and they don't want to talk about it, go to go through any of that. But mm-hmm. then it's the same. It's the same types that want to see the numbers and want to see the an- analytics. Like, hey, you came in really stressed today. Like, no shit that you're not feeling good and your numbers are down. Mm-hmm. Or you came in really stressed today and wow, you hit a PR. Congrats, but don't let this ruin your next four days. Right. Like, it's not about the PR today. It's about making sure you're calm down. I had somebody, actually, I was just training in the other day, and somebody took a deadlift, and they're like, yeah, it still doesn't feel good. And we were, it was a little bit heavier than what they were used to. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think I can do it. Like, yeah, I think you can too, but I'm I'm more want you to think more about, like, tomorrow or the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, you're feeling good today. We don't need to push it to feel worse than either. Yeah. I think that brings up an interesting point in, like, we can kind of to pivot into our like how to take back your control Mm -hmm. like you can take an active role in getting out of pain it's not something where you have to stand by and just wait for it to go away making the proactive choice to say like yeah maybe today's not the day like I know it feels just off but like not in pain quite yet but it just feels off and knowing and preactively proactively adjusting for that can help future you to not be in pain anymore or to stay out and stay healthy and not have to experience as much of that negative cycle of emotions. For sure. And 100%. And that's ultimately that's where we're kind of leading into this back half of this episode is like, how do we get you to take back control? So like Mm -hmm. we've defined pain. Now we can go through our steps Mm -hmm. and we can show you how to take back control. But the biggest thing through all of that is probably taking the step back initially and settling down like I know it sucks I know I know I know those things happen and I still remember like I got bit breaking up a dog fight a couple years ago the day before the county am Mm. and Millie bit me on the hand I broke got my hand too close and I kind of blocked her and she bit me instead and all I thought about was like oh my gosh I'm not gonna be able to grab a golf club tomorrow you know (laughs) The first thing. I right. Did. The catastrophizing. Like you're yeah, you're exactly. right to the end result. <laughs> yeah. If anything happens to my hands during golf season, I'm a, my immediate wow. thought is, or my feet, I'm like, oh, can I golf tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and well, I might not the, even golf tomorrow, but I might, I'm just well, thinking, a, can I golf It's tomorrow? a great example. Like, it's the thing you love to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're, you're worried about the thing you love to do being taken away. And yeah. that's taking that step back to get out of the emotional, I, w- I would say, is like step zero. Yeah. You know, like, before we even get to step before one, we even get like, to yeah. let's just come out of that emotional state yes yes and 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 so that's the biggest thing like define it kind of understand it but you're Mm -hmm. going to have a lot more clarity behind it uh and at least confidence of what to do going forward by taking the step back so that you can become an active part of it and not just Mm -hmm. become more of the problem yeah maybe is the way to say it you can yeah you definitely can stay you can keep yourself stuck yeah in that whole shitstorm of either not taking the active approach and not stepping and doing what you can to proactively solve it or just by staying in the emotional state and yeah continuing to spiral for sure so what are what are our steps what are, what are the what are the eyes what are all the eyes for it what are we so the first so we've talked about some of these definitions previously but irritation is the subconscious stimulus so that's before you even realize anything is happening your body feels it happening. And again, physical, emotional, mental irritation. Yep. Every it's irritation. You're unaware of it at this point. When it becomes the insult, you start to be aware. So that's like we were talking about in the example previously. Hey, this is our conscious awareness. We're now aware that something is wrong, 
but we're not maybe sure what mm -hmm. quite yet. But we're aware of it. We're like noticing the changes. Pain is that emotional response when we're like, oh, the emotions get involved. Everything gets jacked up and heightened through there. And then injury is where that starts to become a sustained long period of time experience. So where, okay, the emotional response is there. It's a duration. It's over a long period of time, whether that's a day, whether that's chronic pain, weeks, months, etc. But injury is kind of that final step. And we can experience any of the three previous before we experience injury. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about previously, that's where we can fall victim to thinking, we jump right to step four and like, oh, I'm injured. And before we ever even realize that anything else is happening. And, and just the word insult is an insult, right? Mm -hmm. Insult to injury too, which yeah. is even funnier, like with the saying. Yeah. Uh, people don't take insults well. Mm -hmm. And there's an emotional response to that, which is kind of like that, that initial catastrophizing piece mm -hmm. that we have. Like the insult thing is a personal thing usually. Yeah. <laughs> right? So regardless of what the situation or environment or what the personal thing is, insult usually results in something more so that we feel personally attacked. Yeah. And that's sometimes can feel that can be the when you feel personally attacked or called out, that can be a big catalyst to wanting to take action yes. against what you're feeling. So yes. I think diving into then why you are feeling this way, what is happening after we bring the emotions out of it. How am I feeling this? What am I feeling? Why did this happen? All of those questions mm -hmm. can then lead to how can I take action on this and improve it? For sure. For sure. And going through those steps and understanding those steps is how we help te like take pe help teach people how to take back control. Mm -hmm. um, but un understand this too. There's a lot of underlying things. Uh, we could say irritation mm -hmm. that's there and things could have to change uh, for that in order for this potential injury or more so pain to really get relief. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times this irritation is built up. It's it's not something as sudden as the dog bite that I was referring to earlier. It, it's, it stacks on top of each other over time and a lot of it we're not even aware of because we're just not paying attention. Yeah, I think it ties back into our load versus capacity episode where mm -hmm. we don't realize our load is as high as it is until we're over capacity. Mm -hmm. We recognize, we feel the insult, then we jump to that emotional response, gets stacked on top of all of those other things. Yeah. And we have to take the proactive step to then step back, bring emotion out of it and say, oh yeah, it's not just you know, this one exercise in the gym. It's not just, I went on a hike that was too long. It's what else came into that day with me yeah. that allowed, like, forced me to be more stressed, more tense, etc. For sure, for sure. And that's the part that I think probably we, we want, when stuff happens immediately, we think that it's just like an immediate thing. Mm -hmm. We don't understand that it's probably built up. Very rarely is there some sort of trauma that comes that is that's, that is so abrupt and so kind of out of left field and sideswipes us. Yeah. Right? It's, it's usually built. The dog would be like, that's one of those cases. Right. right? Where are. you're like, you were fine, but, but it was an yeah. outside source happening to you. Yes. There and that would examples. be straight injury. Ironically but, enough, I think the year before that, I slipped on that. I, I hit a rock. I hit. I didn't slip. Uh, that was, how does this always happen? Now that I'm in County M, now I'm thinking about it. The one, it's the third <laughs> hole in County M, one hill, I slipped 
on third on the third tee box. Mm-hmm. Fell on my wrist. Tried to not fall and and like on the tee box. So I put my hand down and my thumb got caught underneath because I still had the club in my hand and I fell like on my thumb inside, twisted twist my wrist. But then two years prior to that, like the second county I've ever played in, I was at Forest Hills doing the first round and I hit a wedge shot and there was a rock underneath that didn't see it and my club just completely bashed into that and like set the jolt, like the jitter <laughs> up my whole hand. Like everything's around counting him. I think you need to do some strong, right. strong manifesting going into this no, year's no county kidding. This Now yeah, that we're talking year, about it. I think this past year I was clean. I remember going in there and everyone's like, you good? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and I played well. Yeah. <laughs> like, go figure. Shocking. Um, yeah. But those would be examples of, like, the fluke accidents. Right. right? A lot right. of times it's not There's just a weird a something fluke. that happens in August there. Yeah. Just got to be careful for sure. Not, um, a, not a fluke accident is way more common than yeah. hitting a rock, slipping, yeah. etc. Yeah. I think, I think one was actually in front of the TRGA championship. Now that I think, that's why I was golfing at Forest Hills. Now yeah. that I think more about it. Regardless. Still in August. Um... The other thing that I wanted to go into is like that stuff can happen abruptly and and we don't see it, but getting out of it then might take some time. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to be patient mm-hmm. and understand like there was a boatload of irritation most likely in front of this mm-hmm. and that stuff has to be handled at some point or we're going to be fighting that kind of, that loop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can feel... One thing I told someone the other day on an unrelated topic but relates to this as well, you can feel like you're doing all of the right things and it still just takes time to work. Mm-hmm. Or you can feel like you're doing all the right things, but if you're still ignoring some of something that is contributing to that factor, it's going to still not work. You have to address everything from that holistic view. What can you do to make it better? What can you not do that might be making it worse? Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of two-pronged and multi-pronged approach in terms of doing things, not doing things, adjusting, and then the magic ingredient of time and just taking the patience and the time to get there. And that's probably the most frustrating part. For most yeah, people. yeah. And, and just keep, like, we understand that frustration too. Um, and we know that that part sucks, but when you have some help on your side mm-hmm. and helps have some understanding and have some un- empathetic people, like that helps a ton too. For sure. Uh, somebody that you can talk to and go with, and go through it all with, with together. The the talk to piece is huge. Like just someone that's not experiencing the emotion of mm-hmm. the pain mm-hmm. to be like, oh yes, that sensation that you are feeling is normal. Mm-hmm. Here's why you are feeling it. Here's how we can give you some temporary relief. Here's how we can fix it moving forward. So that yeah. third party is like massive in that. For sure. And I think there's two main pieces that I kind of wanted to, to, to make sure I got through on this episode with us mm-hmm. that really, uh, in my mind, kind of bring this thing full circle for, for me. And, and I'm grateful to be kind of in that position. Number one, I think because of what we've ju- already talked about in the first 20 minutes here, this is why the chiropractors and physical therapists and doctors like sending people to us specifically because we understand pain mm-hmm. and we can help people through it and we can kind of give the different viewpoint or reinforce the viewpoint of them. But we're also not looking at it just from like oftentimes when you see those people, you're going there because of the pain itself. So it's the symptom stuff, right? We look at the person from the stress, from the sleep, from the nutrition, from their exercise performance, from their job, like we, the load versus capacity. Uh, and we should probably talk an episode about the hierarchy of needs soon too. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Um, 
we, we treat the person as a whole mm-hmm. and we look for solutions because those are in our wheelhouse that we feel like we can have a dramatic impact in. We are not the licensed doctor that can go and like actually physically do stuff to help the person. Absolutely. And that's where having that team of professionals to treat the symptoms in the moment, to get a massage, to get chiropractic work, to get dry needling from a physical therapist mm-hmm. can help treat those symptoms in conjunction with treating the underlying cause yeah. and everybody wins you win we win the pts and the chiropractors and the other medical professionals win everybody Everybody wins wins when we have a team working together yeah and that last piece was just that we've never i shouldn't say never we definitely have been uh but we got really good at working with people through pain and in pain Mm -hmm. and we just happen to know more and more and more and more about it so we can just be more educated on our stuff now Mm -hmm. but I think the other piece is like these doctors physical therapists and chiropractors have always liked us because we haven't been afraid to talk about pain Mm -hmm. most fitness professionals are most proficient fitness professionals don't know how and a lot of times don't want to yeah either don't want to don't know it's easier to say oh we'll just modify that for today and just Mm -hmm take that passive approach and let it go away. And modifying can be great in the moment, but we gotta be proactive in letting it go away so that you can do all the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I I remember always hearing this, I don't know if it's true, but Dr. Haverell always told me from Dynamic, like the body can only feel pain, like actually truly feel pain, like in one particular spot or way. Mm -hmm. Like the brain doesn't have the capacity to, like if you get shot four times or cut four times, like the one that you feel is the one that actually hurts the worst, mm. right? It's just something like that. So I'm yeah. always intrigued about that too. Yeah. I, I have to ask more about it because I feel like I'm butchering it, but everybody else is like, wow, that's cool. And I always think about it. interesting, fascinating. Mm-hmm. But I, th- he, I remember him saying something like the body can only perceive pain in like one particular like spot yeah. at, the, at, the, at the time. So it's the, the, the reason I'm saying this is because if something else comes up that makes more pain, irritation that leads to the insult, and you feel pain somewhere else, it doesn't mean that the rest of the body is all of a sudden cured, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're like, oh, my knee hurts, my knee hurts. Oh, my gosh, I fell on my shoulder over the weekend, and my knee is totally fine now, but my shoulder is totally out. Your knee didn't heal because you yeah, fell on your shoulder. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so there's there's pieces of it that come through there. So I'm just very curious. Now, we'll have to have Haberl on uh, to talk about pain sometime in the future. Yeah. He would love that, too. Right. He's like, he's guru neuro neuro yeah. like stuff on it, too. So. Very cool. Anywho. Definition of pain yep. and to take back control and get out of it. Do you want to paraphrase any of that as we as we sign off here? I think as we wrap up, just kind of a prudent reminder that you do have control over where you're going. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a victim to what you're feeling. You don't have to stay stuck in the loop. There are always things that you can do and can take action on. Yeah. They just might not be apparent on that first emotional response. So obvious right away. Right. Yeah. You might have to take that step back, take the time, or consult with a objective third party who is educated and able to help you uh, work through that yeah. as well. And we also know if we have don't have the other team built around us, we will refer mm-hmm. to build the team as well. Yeah, and that when I say that, it like, sounds like a, a generous plug for us, but it might not be us. It mm-hmm. might be someone else. Yeah. But having another person is helpful. Amen. All right, guys, I think that's all we have for episode 20, short, sweet, right to the point, all about pain, but some big nuggets in here, so listen to it and make sure that you pay attention to it, uh, remember it, and then maybe send this to somebody that needs to hear it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think everyone needs kind of a small reminder and just the education, feel more empowered around that. For sure. Do all the things, like, comment, share, download, subscribe. Rate, review. We appreciate it. Rate, review. There you go. Like, comment, share. Yeah, make it (laughs) social media. All the things. Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys.